Okay, uh, Tim Geyser, MXGP of Belgium. I think you had a lot more to lose than win today, because obviously this track's gnarly. Anything can go wrong out there to anyone, and you're in a great position in the points. So the last thing you wanted to do was jeopardise that. So to come out with a 2-2, consistent day, and a win, like this just kind of sums up how everything's going to plan this season. Like, it seems like nothing can stop you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like... Uh... Didn't expect a lot from this weekend uh, because I kind of like prepare myself mentally. We always struggle here and I was ready for that. But actually, I felt quite good already yesterday uh, in quali race. I was feeling good, like riding smooth, you know. Uh, and today again, I mean like warm up, I was feeling immediately great on the track. Uh, track was super rough today. Um, and also like starts were really important and I took uh, two good starts second one was even a whole shot so um, yeah pretty pretty happy with uh, with improving in sand comparing last year and past years uh, so yeah like I was even surprised when uh, when I came there and so again that I won the GP with 2-2 what usually never happened but like uh, I was super happy yeah. How tough was it to kind of control yourself in a second race? Because obviously you could have won it, and then even when you kind of settled for second, Max opened it up for you again. Yeah. So was it quite hard to like not push too much? Because you could have given up more of a fight, I guess, when he passed you, but yeah. you kind of settled it down. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, um, I took a whole shot and then lead for a couple of laps, and uh, I, I hear that Max was behind me, and we had already a nice gap to yeah. third one. And then... I, Basically, I just leave him to pass me because, uh, you know, it was not necessary to risk to go, you know, over myself, yeah. especially in the sand on the track like that. So I leave him, he passed me, I was behind him for a couple of less, so I take his lines where he was faster. Uh, and then he make a mistake, he fell, and uh, I was in the lead again for uh, almost all the race, like till the last, last three laps, yeah. something like that. But also, like when I saw that Max was coming, uh, I didn't like wanna 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 risk again. Just leave him to pass me because uh, they write me on the on the on the board that uh, I can even win with two two. So uh, didn't actually I was enjoying out there. Didn't push too hard, you know. Like didn't make so many mistakes. I think it was almost impossible to make to not make a mistake during all 35 minutes, especially on a track like that. Second moto, I did a couple of small ones, but uh, overall I was riding uh, really smooth and uh, relaxed, trying to trying to ride uh, without any mistake. It was tough, but uh, I managed to to to, to finish uh, second both motos and win the overall. Yeah. It was kind of like a weird class this weekend because it was it was much more wide open than usual because there are guys who are good in the sand and on hard pack you're kind of on another level. Max kind of put himself above again yesterday, but so did you know he was out in the first moto or were you kind of waiting to see if he was going to come or because it was he was kind of like Hurlins would be in a way. Yeah, I mean like first I thought that uh, behind me was uh, was Max because when I look back I could see just the KTM with white gear because I say to the mechanics to Nico and my brother who are writing yeah. on the board to not write the names <laughs> because then I start to think yeah. if it's like Febre and then Ansti so I say just give me the gap how much is it and uh, I thought that Max was third and then I was kind of like surprised because he, we gapped him till the, <laughs> or, I mean like uh, towards the end of the race. Uh, but then I saw it was Kolnhoff and uh, I didn't know that he 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 was out of the race uh, from the from the start. 
Um, but yeah, he was really fast today here. Uh, he showed in second moto that uh, he can really go really go fast on on the sand tracks. Did you learn anything from him from him in the second race when you were behind him? Like, did you see him doing something different where you were like, "Oh, that's going to make my life easier"? <laughs> sure, I mean, like, I I I follow follow his lines where where he was faster. I kind of like pick his lines, and then where I was where I felt that I was faster, I leave I stay with these lines. So uh, it's it's basically how you have to do, you know, like uh, because. It's easier if someone is in front of you because you can see him like if he lose the time, if you get or you lose the time. So, um, you know, I, I was able to, to see where he was faster and uh, pick up some his lines. Yeah. Where was one of the places where you thought he was faster? Is there one spot on the track where you can say you definitely picked up a good line? Uh, it was like after the start. You know the fast section, yeah. and then the long left corner, and then before the single one where we were, where we were launching. Yeah. Uh, so that left corner, he found some nice lines from outside to inside. You know, uh, these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that single tabletop thing before the start, it looks sketchy because uh, when you were going high, yeah, like, the tabletop yeah, single thing. Because yeah, yeah. if you were jumping the whole thing, you were going really high, and if you cased it, it was nasty. Yeah. But then if you just did like a single single. The little hole in between looked horrible as well. Like, really true, yeah, exactly. But I, I was doing like like a second moto almost every lap, just couple of lap, laps where where I didn't have a good drive out of the corner. I even did, I think, on the last lap. So uh, it was, I think, with 450, you have a lot of torque, a lot of power, so you can just like came out of the corner in the second gear, just like send, and uh, you can send it like easily. I think. Um, but yeah, it was it was a nice, a nice, nice jump, definitely. Yeah. The quad was harder this year, just the way the track uh, developed. Did you think about it at all? Do it at all? Yeah, we were thinking on free practice, but it was like because they leave longer straight, and then it was like kind of really difficult to judge how much gas you have to carry because if you were too short, there were ruts, and then if you were like one meter or even half a meter too long. You can, you know, like with the hat on the handlebar, you can hit hard. So, like, it was really difficult to judge, like, how much, with how how much speed or how much gas you have to came to jump quad. But I think it was like um, good combinations to do, com- combination to do like triple, double, and then we were tripling, and then you know from the single we jump over the bumps into the corner. So that was also nice. So yeah. Was there one really, really sketchy moment that you had this weekend that stands out in your mind where you almost died? <laughs> Is there one just big thing? I had some of like little moments, but never like such a big one that I would say like uh, I was lucky to get away with it. You know, so uh, no, I was also like like I said, didn't push over myself, didn't go, I didn't went like over one hundred percent. I was always like there, like 98, 97, always, you know, like keeping maybe yeah. these 3% to to not risk. Um, so I was riding quite smooth also like with the, with the team and everybody who looks, you know, who was filming me or I don't know, around the track with the team. Uh, they say that I was quite, you know, from outside also, like didn't uh, seem that I was pushing so hard. So uh, it was good. Uh, it obviously rained quite a lot on Friday, which changed the track a little bit. How did you think it was compared to last year, just with how rough it was and stuff like that? Was it easier, harder? I think it was harder. 
the sand with the rain I think was uh, heavier uh, but also I think the track overall was rougher than last year I think uh, because they leave uh, the track rough during the nights they just uh, flat the takeoffs and some landings uh, and the rest they leave the same so you know like already on warm-up when we came on the track was like shit we have to do another <laughs> two motos like 35 minutes there but uh yeah like it was the same for everyone so i think we it was many guys who struggled really hard uh, also myself i was like let's say last five minutes was was tough because actually when you start to think uh, on the end of the race when you start to you know not you don't push so hard yeah. anymore and then you kind of like case all the bombs <laughs> and then it's kind of like heavier yeah. because before when you have your rhythm uh, your pace you kind of just bounce around but then when you slow down the pace it's like you hit everything and then it's like even heavier uh, i mean tougher so um yeah definitely the track was challenging today but uh yeah two more quick things uh, you didn't become world champion this weekend which sucks but Imola, it's looking good. As long as you score, I don't know, two points or something, you're going to be world champion. So are these two weeks going to be really long? Are you just going to like sit in your camper in bubble wrap and try and not touch anything or put yourself in any danger? No, I mean, like, uh, definitely we are really close. And uh, if I'm honest, I'm really happy to not win here. Maybe to win it maybe next year. Uh, no, not next year. I mean, like, uh, next week in Italy... I mean, like, it's uh, it's a home GP from the team, you know, it's really close to Slovenia and, uh, again, we expect many fans there. So, um, yeah, like, I think it's, uh, it's a good place to, to wrap up the title. So, uh, like you said, if everything goes on the plan, uh, we can do that in, in two weeks' time. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, I'm super motivated, so I, I'm going to train like normal. Um uh, as soon as as soon you start to think too much you know try to avoid some stuff you know like just to to not hurt yourself or let's say like that then maybe something can happen quickly so uh i'm just going to go back home now uh so tomorrow i will be home and then normal like like training on the bike in gym so uh yeah and last thing, uh, speaking of Slovenia, are you going to the Nations? Do you know that you've got a team? Is that all kind of working itself out? Yeah, uh, the team is not, uh, not let's say, not uh, picked uh, completely. We're still missing the, the third rider. Like, uh, we have to decide. I mean, uh, my father is going to be, again, uh, team manager of Slovenia. So, uh he have to decide, uh, but I think with Jan Panzer, he's riding quite well in MX2, uh, collecting the points, what is good. Also here in Sand, he was like 18 or yeah. something like that. So uh, I think we have a good team. We're going to have a good team for, for a nation. So uh, yeah, super excited, you know, like because see, last year we didn't go in the US because it was quite far. And also for myself, I have to uh, did a surgery, you know, with the Joe and everything. But this year, uh, I think we can do good results, yeah. Is there any way we can just put you in all three classes at the Nations? I feel like that'll be a good thing for Slovenia. I mean, it's not really possible, but I don't know. Maybe we can work something out. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you know, but, you know, for Nations, it's like always three riders. And uh, it's not just you who make a difference. It's also the other two yeah. who have to score a good, uh, good, uh, good... Uh, good position i mean like uh 
but like I like I mentioned, I think we have a good team for we're gonna have a good team for this year, and uh, especially with the sand, I think uh, many or many 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 countries will struggle. <laughs> uh, just maybe Belgium or Holland, definitely they're gonna be on a, you know on the chance to win the 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 the, the nation's title. Uh, but yeah, overall, I hope they're gonna change the track, huh? <laughs> because for nations it's super narrow there. Uh, I hope they're gonna do some 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 changes on the track. Uh, but the rest we will see. <laughs> We're going long now, but you've just made me think of it. Like, yeah, there's a lot of back markers at the nations, like a lot of them. Yeah, so if it's gonna exactly. be narrow, then I don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> exactly, and also like uh, when you when you go off the track, you are immediately on asphalt so uh, the track is quite narrow in some places especially you know like when we have a finish line and then you have 180 oh, corner yeah. and then you go in the you know you ba barely go in the pit lane of <laughs> MotoGP yeah. and they are super narrow and then the chicane there I hope they will change <laughs> yeah, yeah Max Ansi MXGP of Belgium uh, eventful weekend I guess but like, screw everything forget about the results forget about all of that you were the best guy this weekend and I feel like guys are favourite any of these people is going to like admit that so is that enough for you to go home happy or like is the lack of a trophy and a bonus check stinging a bit <laughs> yeah the lack of the bonus is stinging a little bit um yeah that uh oh no i mean it's it is frustrating i felt like this was my this was my weekend and 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 it wasn't even like the first moto Oh man, it's been such a long time since I've crashed off the start. I'm like, I, I just, I thought, right, I'm going to get out of the gate. And I actually got a good jump and I threw it in there and, and it all got a bit tight. And I hit in the, I had sewer one side of me and um, guys had one other side and Evo maybe in the middle of them. And uh, anyway, then, and those two are good starters. And I mean, my bike's good out of the gate. I actually got a really good jump. Just coming in, they were like maybe a little tiny bit in front, which wasn't wouldn't have been a problem. But as we were going around the right, I think Sua like got squashed a bit and and just sort of moved a little bit, like sort of shut off or did something to go a little bit further right than normal. And I was like, shit, I'm gonna go straight inside of him. So I backed off, just hit his back wheel. As I was sliding across the tracks completely sideways, then I hit someone else and crashed, and then someone else ran into me and. I smashed my shoulder and my head on the floor and yeah, next thing I was just led, led out on the floor thinking, what the hell just happened? So, that was a bummer because uh, I really felt like it was, uh, it was my, my day, my weekend and uh, yeah, but it's, you know, at least we got a, at least I got a GP win, at least I got a, a GP moto win, that's what I mean. Um, I've not, I've not won a moto before in, Okay, I've won motocross and Asians motos, but I've, I've never... I've won a qualifying race once in, in France, in Villars, in 2017. And, you know, it was nice to win a qualifying race yesterday. But, you know, a, a point-scoring moto is a bit different. So, um, nice to do that. Shame I couldn't have done two of them. Or at least uh, just had a nice easy one in the first one. And, and then, yeah, but it's... Uh, yeah, it's the way it is. I'm obviously a little bit... It's a bit bittersweet. I, I had to go and get the job done the second moto. I had to. I had to. I mean, I was a little bit angry, and and I got, I got into the lead, and I was like, right, I'm gonna let it have it now. And um. And I should have maybe calmed it down a little bit because 
I was going. I, I didn't feel like I was out of control or anything. I just, I sort of, I, I know it maybe sound sound a bit cocky, but I was like, right, I'm I'm gonna do them now. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be plus thirty, and uh, and as I sort of started thinking that and started going right, I'm gonna go faster and faster and faster. I just mistimed a bump and and st- stuck the back into a into a hard one, and it just kicked me sideways. And I was like, oh man! Well, I hit the floor pretty hard. I, I don't I don't know if they got it on film, but it felt like it was quite a big one. I just literally ended up hitting the floor on the side of my stomach and was like, took the wind out of me. And I felt like I was Tyson Fury just being being knocked down in the boxing ring. I, the the count was on. Like I could see guys are coming, and I was like, right, trying to breathe. And I knew I had about ten seconds. I was like, okay, I'm gonna breathe. I'm gonna breathe. I'm gonna breathe. <sighs> trying to like recover. I thought, right, I get the bike now, and now I go. And then when I picked the bike up, my front brake was completely right down. So it took me a lap to figure out, right, I can't use the front brake anymore, which was a little bit annoying because I do use the front brake quite a lot. Um, and uh, even in the sand, I know some people don't use it, but I, I, I use it to sort of keep me straight. Um, so, yeah, I, I had to just um, adapt to that pretty quick. And then my shoulder and things from the first moto everything was sort of hurting a little bit and I just thought man I've 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 got to just I've got to come back and and yeah get this uh get this win and and uh, yeah I managed to do that did you have any doubts over like whether you'd actually be able to race a second one like obviously you were hurting at the time but once you got back to the truck were you like ah oh, that's all right I'll be all right for the next one well I didn't honestly know how I was going to feel when I was going to ride because I picked the bike up I was pretty hurting when I was actually on the floor. I was seeing stars. That was like the main thing. I was like, I didn't knock myself out, but I was like, I hit my head pretty hard and I had a bit of whiplash or whatever. My shoulder was killing, but it was just muscular. So when I got back up and I tried doing one lap, but my subframe was bent and and I think broken or or whatever and and the bike was all bent up and I had loads of sand in my goggles from hitting the floor. as I tried riding that first lap, my shoulder was like hurting, just pulling, like pulling on the, pulling on the bars, and I was like, oh no, because I've I've torn my rotator cuff and done a few things like that before. Actually, on the other side, um, I've done that before, and it kind of felt a little bit similar. And I was like, oh man, this is not ideal. So I came in and uh, took some ibuprofens, ibuprofens, add some paracetamols, and. Uh, and yeah put a little bit of massaged it a little bit and uh and i warmed it right up for the second motor and i was a little bit i was a little bit nervous of how it was going to be but i knew if i got up it didn't really matter i knew if i got out of the gate and it didn't really hurt me when i was riding the first lap i could feel it but then after the first lap i sort of forgot about it and just carried on i mean i'm sure it's going to work tomorrow in the next few days but it's it's all right. It, it it's only muscular because otherwise it would have hurt more. It's um, as I got warm, my shoulder was okay. It was uh, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't getting worse. When I was cold, it obviously just sat around not doing a lot. Then uh, then my shoulder was a bit stiff. So yeah, not ideal. I've had a bit of a, a bit of a beat up for um for today. But you know, it was nice to get a win for the team, a motor win, and uh, and did it yesterday. So just got a put the weekend together now I was stood with a, uh, a rider who's injured who I probably shouldn't name before the second race and between us we agreed that 
it would take something like catastrophic to stop you winning because like genuinely watching all weekend it was so obvious that you had sand skills and everyone else didn't have those sand skills like just even watching the first moto when you weren't out there it was like yeah max would be pissing this like did you kind of have that confidence or was it is it important to kind of not let that get in your head a little bit no i mean i mean i i go into every race thinking well, i've still got to go and do the job you know i didn't actually do the job today i i ended up messing myself up in the first one and just stuck myself in a stupid position on the start um so yeah it's as easy as that you know i can't control what the other guys are doing and ended up not going in my favor in in the first moto and yeah it was a shame i i i i don't really know what i i do on the start obviously not not gonna lie riding around there without jeffrey and caroli is a little bit easier so um i uh, for sure they would have been fast but but my bike is working really well like honestly my my team and bike I knew my setup coming in. I know, I know everyone rides here in practice. Like everyone comes to Lommel and goes training, but track's completely different. We're riding around over like 20 or 30 seconds slower, and the, the layout is near on identical. Okay, they've built up a couple of jumps, but the layout's pretty much identical. But we're going like, yeah, good. Yeah, I've been under 140s around here, 135s around here in uh, in training, and and now we're pushing two minutes. So, so it's yeah, 25 seconds a lap slower. And that's even training when it's a little bit bumpy still. So it's so weird you cannot compare to practicing here. Like, it's almost even pointless because you come here and it's a completely different track. Like, it, it's, yeah, I, I've done a lot of laps around here in practice and then you come here for the race and it's, it's different. Um, so much softer, so much deeper, I, I don't know, and, uh, and, and harder. So I, I didn't, you know, the other guys are riding well I mean man they, they got the job done I wasn't on the podium today but um, you know they there's a lot of them that have, have got the skills to do it and it's um, I don't know what, what the difference is my, my bike's just working well I felt pretty light I felt good on the bike I felt stable you know I've ridden in conditions like this and not felt great and, and it can be the bike you know you, you if you're not if you haven't got the setup right you know I've been kicking around this MXGP paddock for a little while now I know how to set my bike up for these conditions it's been the first weekend where I've had a really good Saturday and translated it into a Sunday but didn't really obviously go to plan but but you know Czech Republic last week I felt like I could have been fighting for in that top five not a problem or you know not a problem the guys are riding really well as well on the hard pack but I could have been at least in there I was second fastest in the first moto on track just my Saturday killed me where I was searching for my setup like I, I, I made stupid mistakes last week with I even tested a new engine the week before and, and I was so pumped on it I was thinking oh mate I'm going to go to check and the bike's going to be absolutely amazing but I tested it at Leonu, this track that's literally like rock hard dusty and like just full of rocks and and then basically an enduro bike would be better around there than than, than a normal motocross bike just because our bikes are quite aggressive and I was thinking oh right I feel amazing around here I went to check and in a race conditions where you know you wouldn't say that place you got the most traction but I, I had more than what I did when I was training and and I was thinking oh it just didn't work my Saturday I, I switched back to my my normal setup my 
my engine that I'd been riding all, all year on on Sunday and um, for the for the motos and and yeah I was was quicker just just messed up my start position my gate pick and things like that so yeah it's just just you know it's the whole weekend the whole package the whole thing and I'm really thankful for the team for for doing everything they can with me and, and we are so close I feel like we're two percent here and two percent there makes a difference and uh, and yeah I, I knew my setup this weekend I literally just changed a fork line in uh, in free practice and that was it I, I didn't really do a lot else I didn't really play around with the clickers or anything and uh, and my bike was solid so so we've done we've done good work it's just yeah I need to just iron that out for for the rest of the season with the hard pack races and and the other races and just get my settings and stick with them and then uh, make Saturdays good to make translate that into Sundays and, and I think that's the that's the key and it gave me confidence yesterday winning the race so today I was thinking right I'm gonna go and get it done obviously you're still nervous and you're still thinking still got to go and do it but I just focused on what I could control and that was it and uh, last thing, obviously, you still need a deal for next year. This helped. <laughs> uh, high chance your phone's going to start ringing this week. But still, if you can stay with standing, that's like the ideal situation. Because imagine if you can build on this. <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. And um, and I'm thankful for everything Tim's done, the whole standing construct team. I've got a great group of people around me. And I'm really happy. Like, honestly, they're, they're a great group of guys. Obviously, I'm, I'm still waiting to hear from, from them. I know, I know Tim's having meetings with Robert Jonas, who is the the head of the KTM factory organisation and whatever, they're, they're figuring out their budgets and things. So hopefully it works out there. But if not, yeah, you know, I'm looking for a job. I'm calling around. I've, I've got a few different teams on the go. and uh, But, you know, I have said to pretty much everyone that I'm, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to see what, what Tim what Tim can, can give me and we'll see, you know. But it's not easy. I, I understand it's business for him and it's business for everyone in the pits there's not enough teams for the riders and there's a lot of mx2 guys and there's guys that are that are coming in with sponsors or with uh yeah it's, it's tough you know i've still got to make a living and and i want to get paid so hopefully i can continue to translate some decent results like this and um bring a bit of consistency to it and yeah i mean my goal is i want to fight for top three in the championship i mean i've I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to be pushing for that, and I want to be top three, top five every weekend. It's um, so yeah. If, if I can, if I can stay with standing, brilliant. If if it works out, and if it doesn't, then I'll be uh, be doing the best that I can um, with what whatever we can get. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, Ben Watson, MXGP of Belgium. When we last spoke in Indonesia, this was kind of like a write-off for you. There was no chance you were racing here, so it was a bit of a bonus just lining up. Uh, fifth or whatever in a qualifying race was a nice little bonus podium though like I feel like it I don't know it should be a massive surprise but look at your times look at the qualifying race look at everything and it kind of was normal Ben Watson which is a podium guy in the sand so I don't know I guess shocking but I don't know either way it was great it's just been such a weird weekend like came in after Indonesia back to Belgium and yeah flew directly back to the UK and just kind of sat at home on the couch thinking like man like can this season really go much worse it's just everything that I expected has just not happened and things were just going from bad to worse and then I just kind of sat down took a few days rest and was like you know what do I really want where can I be better like what is happening this year and I just sat down and and like 
just worked with myself. You know, I didn't really speak to any of the team for a while and just kind of kept my distance, lived a little bit of a normal life and was just, at the same time, just working mentally with myself. And I came back to Belgium on uh, last Sunday. So I've been here a week now and then we went riding straight away Tuesday. And yeah, I, I got to the track and I started riding really good. And I was with Jackie and, and a few of the other Yamaha guys like Ramar and Paul Annan. And they said, yeah, you look better than before. And it was like my first day back on the bike. I was just taking it easy, but the way I was riding the bike was quite a lot different. And I was so focused on, you know, being precise and, and like how to ride a bike. Before I was just like, try and go fast, just go fast. And if I was not at the top of the charts in the times and things like that, I was just getting really angry with myself. And like, I was thinking way too much about the results. So like I've come here and just been focused on like enjoying my racing building up slowly and yeah just getting back in the groove of, of being in the GP paddock again because yes Germany now is six weeks ago and yeah I came here and didn't have any expectations of myself the team didn't expect anything from me and I just went out there had a laugh and and came away with a podium like it's a huge shock for me I came in I didn't know I had the podium and then Ramon and Jackie were just stood there just like yeah podium and fuck I just dropped the bike and was like I, I genuinely cannot believe it and yeah I'm so happy and not just for myself like all the team and, and everybody who helps me it's, it's like all for those guys as well it's unbelievable You say you didn't know if you had the podium was a fist pump over the finish just for like third in the moto then like you were already stoked with that let alone the box Yeah exactly <laughs> like I came over, over the finish and because like the last GP that I did alright was Latvia let's say and I went 4-4 there and I was I was happy because this year's honestly it's been been a struggle. I was happy with that but I was, you know, quite away from from Yago, Olsen and Prado in those motos and I kind of rode around on my own uh, both heats. You know, I was like quite away from really fighting with them guys there and I came here and now you know Yago was only yeah, he was he was really strong today and unfortunately about the bike in the second race but like he he wasn't like I expected him to just be way further in front of me and, and I had a good fight with Landon in the second one and I was just there mixing it with all the guys already so I came over the line and I, I was 5-3 and I wasn't that was actually one thing like I wasn't focusing on a podium or, or a result really it was just go riding and I was just so stoked on that third place like I was just so happy to just be back mixing it with people like riding how I know I can ride a bike I guess, like, although, like, Portugal and Mantova were tough, and although, like, you were over it, you'd moved on, maybe before that break it was still in the back of your mind a little bit, even without knowing it. And I guess that break was just, like, a proper refresh. Like you say, you pretty much hit rock bottom with an injury, so there was only way to go was up. So I guess at that point you would have taken anything, which changed your mentality completely. And here we are, like, refresh Ben Watson equals podiums and who knows what else from the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. Like, I went home, just kind of sat down, didn't really know what to do with myself was a bit lost so I was just like just doing a lot of physical training still like I was doing all my cycling with my brother a lot and just finding things to do and the main thing was just sitting down and saying to myself like where can I be better you know what is going on this season because last season I came in the guys signed me for a bit of a top eight guy top ten you know maybe the odd top five and I came away with fourth in the series and and that was like going over my head thinking you know you're coming this season and I've put a, I've set a goal to be better than than I did last season, and the team definitely expect a lot more now because they saw, you know, what I showed at, at stages last season. So, 
yeah, <clears throat> I just came here and just said, like, I'm just going to ride a bike. I'm just going to go and have fun. The championship's over. You know, if I come here and I finish 10th, I'm sure, like, the guys will be quite pleased just to have me back. And back in the race, I'll be happy. And, yeah, like, I'm, I'm walking away with the podium. It's weird. Another positive from your weekend is, like, I focus on you out of the gate each time. And both times, the initial jump, I was like, oh, fucking hell thinking a whole shot was going to happen and maybe if you'd been right alongside Prado and that lot closer to the inside that would have happened like was the middle kind of a bit of a safe option knowing that your starts have been a bit hit or miss yeah because like I've not been riding on the bike for for weeks now and the starts I haven't been working at all on them so you know I just went next to the box every time just a safe option I knew that the guys you know to the left of the box were going to be like 15th you know backwards riders so most of the time they're not really in the mix on the start so I just was hoping that you know even if I have a, a mediocre start that I'll kind of be clear around me and uh, in the first heat I had a, a nice jump and then I was really hanging off the back but I just I stayed too straight like I should have cut across along the start straight like like Prado does in Vial and um, just kind of closed the gap on the guys because I got to the corner and I was like riding along the bank and then quite a lot of guys just snuck up the inside so I kind of learnt from, from that for the second motor and then the jump was not so good like I had an, the initial drop off the mesh was nice and then yeah it was the first meter two meters out of the gate on the sand were, were not perfect and then the bike really hooked up down the straight I was wheeling almost the whole way and uh, I tried to cut across a little bit more and then yeah there was just a couple of guys I think I came out around seven or something and, and yeah that's like here you know it's good enough so one like massive positive for me this weekend was the first laps in the races like I went from seven I think to four in the second heat something like that on the first lap and that's been like a big issue for me previous so I'm really really happy with that was there any like pain from the hand or any um like race conditioning missing at all like I was watching your times closely thinking maybe it's going to happen and when uh, Renault got you in the first one I was like okay maybe this is like a bit of a deflation but then you picked it back up got him and actually I think your times were strongest in the second half so well you know I tried to from the first lap push get myself to the front and then you know settle into a rhythm for the rest of the motor because it's absolutely brutal out there and there's no way you can sit doing real fast lap times like every single lap pushing well not me anyway and uh, yeah I had a good position I was settled and then I tried at one one stage I think it was after like two or three laps I was in a nice position and then I said right settle down get in a nice rhythm and just you know pace myself a little bit and at that point as soon as I did that I just I lost my rhythm completely like I went too slow and then I was like going into the holes and I had a few real bad laps and then Renault passed me and I got a little bit beat up mentally thinking oh this is going to be a long motor and then I just picked myself up and started getting in my groove again came back to Renault and passed him and as soon as I passed him I put a put the hammer down for a couple of laps and like broke him and then I was able to just you know settle in and ride my own race for the rest of it and towards the end I I started building and was getting better and better so yeah I was happy about that and then the second race the same really I I pushed on in the the first laps like hard I came through real strong and at one point I uh, had a real good fight going with Vander and I passed him and then he directly passed me straight back like quite hard and um, I think he did like a little bit what I did with Renault just put the hammer down for two laps and broke me a little bit and that was difficult for me because I had a a bad uh, corner with one back marker where I almost crashed and yeah I, I was like oh, 
heart rate probably about 210 or something like I just get through this motor so at that point like I settled down and and yeah he was a little bit faster than me so he broke me at that point but yeah I was managed to to get a nice rhythm going and then on the last few laps you know uh, Vlanderen was was much further away from me in second and then you know fourth was was quite way behind and it was like right last few laps I just really took it easy and was yeah I was not really going to get any another position and then the guys behind were quite a way behind so and last few laps I was like doing a bit of math in my head thinking am I on the podium and then they didn't say anything on the pit board at all so I was like no I don't think no I don't think so and I came in and then yeah Ramar and Jackie were there and it was like far emotional yeah two things you've just made me think of uh, in the second one Sanai and Sadna screwed you when you lapped them I don't know if that was what you talking about but they screwed you and second of all uh, I can't, halfway through the race I started doing some math whipped the old calculator out and there was a four way tie for third overall even with Yago still in it so I started looking at your pit board thinking oh they're going to tell him because he can get Vlander in like maybe this will give it and I was watching and I was watching and at one point I was almost going to go down there and be like look fucking hell can we please put this on the fucking board <laughs> like would that have actually helped to know that like because I feel like at the time when it was a tie you were close enough to Vlander in where maybe that just would have given you that little bit extra yeah but like I said like in the break I, I learned, you know, not to think about results. Like, this was a been a problem over the, this season. And I was just like, ride my own race. Like, if I pass Flander and I pass him, if I don't pass him, so what? I don't care. Like, this is just a comeback race. I don't care. And I was just real, like, I could see him there and I was fighting with him and pushing. And then, yeah, I passed him at one point. He passed me back. And then when he started gapping me, I didn't know if they were going to say, like, you need Vlander for podium or something like this. And I actually think it's been a lesson to all the team as well, like don't put any pressure on him like we don't care if he's on the podium or not and uh, they didn't put anything on the board about podium once so I was just yeah focused on my race and my riding let's say and I think Jackie maybe even spoke down to them and said like don't put anything about podium we don't care if he gets it he gets it happy days like he's owned it from from just his riding then and yeah so no there was no no information about what was happening that's why it was like a shock when I came in and yeah they were stood there waiting for me Oh, shows what I know. Uh, last thing then, happy days, like everything's good. On to Imola, everything should even be a bit better there, so hopefully you can do this again, but I guess with your new mentality, fourth would be good. But like either way, this is all positive for the rest of the year and those dark days are kind of behind you. Yeah, definitely. Like My hand's feeling really good. It's just actually real struggling with, uh, with blisters this weekend because with only a couple of days on the bike, it's like, yeah, your hands go soft straight away and... That's been a big struggle for me this weekend. Is my hands just burning through the motor? But no, like where I broke, it's perfect now. I don't feel anything actually, so that's like a real big positive. And yeah, going into Wimbledon, I'm just going to go and and just enjoy it again, have fun. Like there's no pressure now. Championships over. I don't care. Focused on just building myself as a rider, just getting better and and working for next season. And yeah, we'll start fresh and and that's like all part of building and getting up, growing and. You know, developing as a person you just learn through the bad times and maybe if I didn't have a terrible year this year or had the the hard weekends that I have then maybe I would not be a better person for next year let's say so I don't know we need to just see stay positive and yeah just enjoy it mainly. Hey Jeremy Sewer, MXGP of Belgium another solid weekend obviously not a podium this time around but fourth overall on a track like this, which can kill a guy, <laughs> it's uh, not bad, and it's definitely good for the championship. So I guess you're leaving here happy-ish. 
Yeah, exactly. Like you said, can kill a guy. I mean, I had some moments today as well as everybody. I think there is not a rider who can say uh, leaving Lommel without any uh, moment, you know, but that's Lommel. It's so gnarly, especially this weekend. Because of the rain on Friday, it got really deep and hard and steep bumps because like last year there was more dry so the bumps got more long and more fluent and now it was really no rhythm and tough but I enjoyed it I loved it uh, my setup was okay I struggled a bit but we made it work today and yeah I'm happy to leave fourth you know okay Glenn uh, deserved the podium today you know he was uh, yeah stronger I was off on the starts because my reaction was just bad first moto I slept I've you know and then I catch actually back up and I ended up fourth or fifth after the second corner which was really great second moto it, it took forever to release the gate and Sean next to me went the other guy on the other side also went so I just lost focus and slept again you know <laughs> and I also have to say and to add I, I had the worst night of my life for some reason I didn't sleep all night I don't even know why my body was just active and I I don't know what happened. I was just awake till two o'clock and woke up at five again, and just a disaster. And not what you want in front of Lommel. So I guess I, I catched up some sleep at the Stargate, you know. <laughs> so no, I'm happy to be fourth overall. Even though a podium is always nice, but uh, thinking about the big picture, I took really good points, and and uh, this is important. And like you said, I'm in one piece. <laughs> Qualifying race was sick. You were really fast, really on it. Your countryman Tonus was kind of in the way a little bit. Like, we could have done with him moving to the side, but still, like that was a good, like I don't know, a good glimpse of what you can do in the sand. Yes, it was. I, I felt for some reason really good yesterday from lap one. I mean, my time practice lap uh, was almost the quickest one, and I had a huge mistake in there, which costed me about a second. Yeah. So I would have won that one if I didn't make that mistake but uh, yeah quality race felt great you know pushed a lot uh, yeah Arnaud was in the way and I made kind of a beginner's mistake just following him for laps and laps so I got completely full of sand covered lost all my tear-offs the bike even started steaming because the radiators were closed from the sand so no more cooling so yeah, I just uh, should have, you know, wait a bit and then make the pass in once. But I think everybody struggled on him for some reason. And but I knew uh, it didn't ma- didn't matter which place I'm gonna start from the gate. So that's all right, you know. I'm gonna uh, hype you up a little bit here. So you were sleeping on the start of the first moto, and then I don't know, maybe second lap. Once you got into fourth, you were like going. You were the fastest man on track for a few laps in a row. And I was generally looking at it. I think you were nine seconds down on whoever was leading. And I was like, oh, here we go. We might have a winner on our hands. Like, did you kind of peak too early? I don't know. Like, even at that time, hearing that, is that surprising? Or did you feel like you were motoring at that point? I didn't think about that at all because everybody told me around me, I just have to stay calm and it's a long race. So that's what I tried to do. Uh, relax you know go but yeah I did the best lap times because I think the other guys have the same in mind you know but I was a little bit too tight in the first moto lost uh, you know my momentum there and there a little bit of course I made two three good passes like I passed Gautier and uh, the Chere I think pretty nice and clean and immediately I didn't lose anything and then I got some good laps in but yeah it's a long moto you know I, I catched up to Glenn almost at one stage but he kept going the last two laps again and I have to say the first moto was demanding like I I mean not that I fall off the bike but it was really really tough you know and then the second moto I was even more calm I, I went less intense but more fluent on the track more flow had actually more fun and 
didn't get as tired as in the first model for some reason. It felt more like a, a recovery ride, if I can say like that. So now I actually feel quite okay, you know, because after the first model I had, I needed some recovery, you know. <laughs> uh, you guys all started doing the, uh, like jumping over the single before you come back onto the start straight today. How did you kind of figure that out? Like, did you see one guy do it in warm-up and then follow him? Like, I guess they worked on a takeoff a little bit overnight and that allowed you to get all the way over it? To be honest, I jumped it pretty quick uh, yesterday in free practice. You did it yesterday? Yeah. Everyone said that no one did it yesterday. Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't been watching. <laughs> I watched the quality race and then there was a commentator. I didn't know who it was. Who was it next to Paul Mollet? Oh, Jason Thomas. Oh, okay, because he said, oh, I've never seen somebody jump that before. But I did it like free practice third lap or something when it was flat, you know. So, so I you're the guy. You're the one who's you're the one who's busting out the big stuff. Maybe because I also quadded yesterday out what? of nowhere. Yeah. I've asked people as well, and people have said no one was quadded. I did, I did once, <laughs> but this they knew because uh, yeah, I just started my time practice lab. I came around the corner well, and I just thought let's keep it on, and I quadded pretty nice. Yep. But today that was far from possible. I think this morning uh, AJ tried. Yes, he yeah, he crashed quite big. He crashed big. Because I knew uh, first lap warm-up, I checked it out, but the ramp was fucked and the landing was sketchy, so I said, no way. But yesterday I did it in my first lap, and also the one you mentioned on the start straight, I free practice, third lap. <laughs> well, the X Games is running at the moment, so maybe you should be over there. <laughs> uh, was that jump on, onto the start straight, was it sketchy? Like, obviously you were getting quite a lot of height off it, and if you cased it, it was pretty hard, but then... If you like went tabletop single, the little pocket in between the two was looked gnarly. Like it looked like it's a proper square edge deep hole. Um, to be honest, when you got the momentum to jump it, this was the easiest. You needed uh, to to put a bit of energy, but once you take off, you you rest, you jump, and it was nice. And not to jump it, like you said, that hole in between uh, wasn't too deep, but it was square edge and hard it wasn't really sand anymore. We kind of hit the bottom, and then it, the suspension goes complete through. And it brings you a bit sideways because it's so slippery and hard down there to get kicked. Because I saw one or two big crashes yesterday in the Europeans yeah. there. It's quite sketchy. <laughs> but yeah, to get over it was easier. But lap after lap it got more difficult because the up ramp had like the sand waves and stuff. I cased it once in the second moto, but was all right. <laughs> was it all about just like the jump off the start or going on to the start? Was it all about commitment? Like you were going through the corner before it and you were thinking like, right... Am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? And then once you were committed, you just had to send it and hope for the best. No, I just took the corner every lap the same. And, and when there was a lap, maybe you rear slided a bit. So you had to say, ah, no. The next lap, you, you just take a good momentum, shift next gear, and you just keep the front high and you send it, seat bounce actually, and then you made it. One lap, I got a bit uh, sideways right before the takeoff, already having the speed to jump. But then there were ruts coming, so I, my rear wheel kind of went to the other rut, so I just shut off because I, I couldn't send it this time. So shutting off made me save this and just jump less far, but I actually just landed right in that deep hole. Luckily on my rear wheel it was all fine, but I, you know, stuff like this happens in Lomo. <laughs> and uh, last thing, obviously you can't say too much, but there's been a lot of talk about you for next year. We can't say anything, but you're done and you're happy. So like that stress of trying to decide and all of that, that's gone away now. Kind of, yes. You know, uh, we've, we sorted things out quite okay now, which is fine. But still, there are a lot, lots of question marks, even though we're going into a good direction. It's because there yeah, are many changes and stuff like this. And there are things I'm not happy with, of course. And, 
because I have to say right now it's an unbelievable team I have you know I feel so good with with everybody uh, they do such a great job the mechanics experience just everything so it's kind of hard to know you're gonna lose this yeah. like after uh, China it's somewhere <laughs> you know because it's not gonna be the same next year so I try to put it all together as good as possible for the future you know Adam Slary, MXGP of Belgium. It was, it was good. <laughs> it was, it ended good. I don't know if you really class it as that because I don't know if it was podium or nothing for you because that could have happened. But hey, I still think it was good. Like speed was good, results were good up until the second one where shit went sideways a little bit. But yeah, I don't know how you look at it. Yeah, obviously force really good and my riding's been really good all weekend. But yeah, I've. <laughs> I'm pretty disappointed to be honest I'm actually really annoyed by how today went uh, first moto I can't complain was really good I pushed really hard I used quite a lot of energy I passed Vial near the end so that gave me third which I was really happy with and then obviously Olsen was out so expecting a podium after the second moto and it just it just didn't happen I didn't get I didn't get such a good start um, I made a few mistakes on the first lap uh, but we was there we was there fighting for it and Unfortunately, Henry made a mistake after the jump and nothing he could do about it. I didn't see him. I was committed to the line and I landed on his bike and winded myself quite bad. And Then after that, there was no chance for me to catch back up to Olsen. So, yeah, disappointing end to the day, but I can't complain too much. The riding was good. Were you aware that you needed just one more spot to get on the podium in the second one? Like At one point, there was a four-way tie for third. So, like, if any of you had moved, that would have changed everything completely. But I was watching, and no mechanics were putting it on the board. Like, I genuinely don't know what was going on. But, yeah. <laughs> I've been sat here that long that I've seen that tweet that you put on, actually. So, uh, yeah. I didn't actually know, but in my head, I see them in front of me. I knew it was going to be close, especially because I had a third in the first motor. So, I kind of thought maybe I needed to just pass Olsen, but... Uh, you did? Yeah. In the end, I did, yeah, but... After the crash with Henry, there, there was no way of me doing that unless he crashed or something. So After that, I was kind of over it. I was pissed off, and I just rode around till the finish. Have things like changed for you over the last couple of weeks? Like, whereas it is now podium or nothing? Like, is fourth no longer good enough? Have you outgrown that a little bit? Yeah, sure. F- f- fourth's good, but it also depends on how you get to the fourth. Like, this, this weekend, every session, I was really good. Um, first moto... I thought, yeah, I just need to do ride like I can again in the second motor, no mistakes. And I thought today was going to be the day, but it didn't end up like that, and that's motocross. But yeah, I guess uh, the last two weekends have been good, and I can't really complain. I just need to take the positives out of it, and hopefully a podium happens. We know you're a good sand guy. I look at you as a sand guy. Last week was ridiculously good on the slickest hard pack you can get, and then you were really good on the deepest sand you can get. So are you just like a good all-round rider now like do you feel like you can basically get a podium in Imola or in China which is meant to be sand yeah sure I feel I feel that um, I feel that's where my speed's at at the moment but I have to say I've always done good at Czech Republic um, I, Czech Republic and Lommel are my two favourite GPs they're complete opposite ends of the scale but what is weird is when there's complete perfect traction it's something I don't like so Czech Republic everything's always moving kind of like sand if you wish like the front's always sliding the back's always sliding and I think that's why I like it so much I've always done good results there so that helps and uh, yeah Lommel is also my favourite one of my favourite GPs just because it's so difficult the track's so tough and 
yeah, here you can make so much time in one lap by line choice, and I feel that's my strong point. But yeah, like I said, today it just didn't happen after the second round. Seeing as these are your two like best tracks, does that make the no podium at either of them sting a little bit more? Um, now, yes, but before. I would, I, I would like to have got a podium there, but now afterwards, yeah, for sure, they was de- it was definitely possible to get a podium there if a few things went my way. Like, I think Vlandren today went 2-7, yeah. and he got on the podium. As last week, I went in Czech Republic, I was 2-6 and didn't get on the podium. So, But that's motocross, I, no complaints. Um, yeah, I, just didn't do, I just didn't do enough second moto. Didn't help with the crash from Henry, but... My riding wasn't as good as the first moto, and um, yeah, that's that, that's how the day ended. Disappointing. Riding wasn't as good as in the first moto because you were overthinking it a little bit, maybe. Um, not really. I tried to push away the podium, but you know what? It's like everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Don't bullshit me. Gonna get on the podium, but it wasn't that. I used quite a lot of energy in the first moto, and the track was so rough, one of the roughest I've ever seen it. So I just didn't really find a good rhythm like I did in the first moto, and. Uh, when I crashed with Henry, I winded myself pretty bad, and then I kind of knew the podium was over. So, and uh, last thing, Mark Chamberlain was here. You obviously want to be on the nation's team. This is maybe your last shot in MX2. So, heard anything on that front? And obviously, you just want it, like no matter what. Yeah, sure. I, I'll ride. I'll run round at nations if I have to. Um, that's been a dream of mine since since forever. So, for me, that's good. But I think the battle is between me and Ben for that spot. And I don't. Mark's got a tough decision. Obviously, he got on the podium today. I also rode good, so we're both really good sand riders. Ass and sand—that's both our strong points. So, whatever the decision Mark makes, yeah, I'll be happy if Ben gets it, and I'll also be happy. I hope he'll be happy if I get it. So, um, either way, you just have to support whoever gets picked, and yeah. But hopefully, I can be on the nation's team. I, but there is not—I would. If he picks Ben for the 250 and decides to go for me, I would be open to ride a 450 for sure. Um, I would actually quite like to ride it on a 450. Uh, I think that would be good. And uh, yeah, like I said, I will do anything uh, if I if I get picked for the nation's team. Yeah, Arno Tonus, MXGP of Belgium. I thought Saturday was solid. Speed was good. I was thinking, oh, here we go, another podium. But then today, I don't know. It just kind of looked like nothing really worked how it was supposed to. <laughs> so rough day at the office, I guess. Yeah. First middle was good. First middle was solid. Just uh, second middle was uh, yeah, crashed three times. So from there, it's pretty tough to do a good result. But I felt like my riding was good. I just made too much mistake in the second one and uh, yeah, crashed once in the beginning of the race. Came back, so my riding was good because I, I came really close to the the pack. I think I was ten or nine or something. Crashed again and then uh, came back to ten and I crashed on the last lap. Uh, so uh, this killed me because I was stuck under the bike so I couldn't uh, get back up and I finished 14 so it was super frustrating to give so much effort and have uh, yeah staying stuck under the bike it was misery I was fuck I wanted to kill someone but um, yeah that's sport does missing the Lommel GP for a year make this even tougher like obviously you train here all the time ride here you're used to the place but missing this race for just one year does that make it even more of a shock to the system I don't know Lommel is is a war but also yeah there's no excuse but I feel like sickness after Indonesia kind of killed me a bit I was off the bike till Lockett and just rode one time and 
was usually at that time that you could pick back yeah. up the the sand riding and do a bit of a yeah kind of build up for for this race and i couldn't ride at all so uh i did a lot of work in the winter and i missed that just cl part close to the race to have a good preparation but still i mean uh, weekend was solid just um second motor was shit but my riding i think was a lot better than it used to be in the sun speaking of uh, training here and like the how used you are to the place a few riders have told me that in the winter before this season they put like some different sand in this place and it made it like feel different a rider's telling me rubbish kind of looks like it based on your face <laughs> yeah i don't think they bring sand on this right well like, someone told me that they brought something in that made it different like it felt like made the what do you call it the composition of the dirt different like you're just looking at me like i'm insane so yeah, i don't know uh, maybe but i don't feel like they did this like i think there is enough sand here that would be weird to bring it from somewhere else maybe that's true that actually the sand is really changing yeah maybe that's just it maybe it wasn't new sand it's just changing getting i think it's getting harder and harder by the years but today was definitely not hard in fact it was deep and tough I think the rain yesterday made, or Friday made it uh, really deep and a lot of class yesterday also so the truck was just super rough but yeah it's no surprise for Lomo. I'm guessing you were one of the guys clearing the single as you come back onto the start straight and um, maybe, maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention in warm-up but I swear you lot only started doing that in Moto1 so did they like fix the takeoff a little bit and it allowed you to go the whole way? Yeah I did it in the warm-up because they fixed the takeoff so um I cased it a few times, I think. Yeah, you were the per Yeah, I think you cased it more than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, but I cased it three times. Like, wow, man, I was so fucked up. And I, I just still sanded it. And it was way short. Fuck, when thinking about this moment, I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, it's crazy. Because, yeah, we're on the edge. I think everybody is. And uh, sometimes you just do the wrong movement because you, a little bit of legs are struggling so uh yeah i cased it hard but i had a few moments also in other places <laughs> one time i went completely sideways after the start like two ski jumps yeah. so the second one i went almost did a 360 there somehow didn't crash so uh it was crazy i'm happy to be healthy though because i could have been on the ground more it sounds like we needed to bring a black flag out for your sketchiness sounds like you're quite you sounds like you're a bit dangerous out there <laughs> I was in the second motor, I was, because <laughs> energy was pretty low and I still sanded it, because if you're not, then you're just going backwards on those conditions. You still need yeah. to go over the bump and still need to do the effort, you know? Even through the fatigue and and can be sketchy. That big single that you cased and cased and cased, it was still safer doing that, wasn't it? Because that pocket was horrible. Like, even yesterday in practice, that little pocket between the table, I guess you call it, and the single was like looked horrible there's no safe place here <laughs> are you okay I feel, I feel like you're not okay right now i'm not okay i'm definitely not okay i feel like i'm drunk just by the fatigue of i feel like i'm talking to like a war veteran <laughs> yeah that's possible i really feel drunk i think it's um yeah the fatigue uh, went deep today so i'm like fuck but uh yeah <laughs> shit that second moto otherwise it would have been solid weekend Okay, um, last thing. Are you going to be okay? Like, um, um, are there any sharp objects around? I'm quite worried to leave you alone now. Are you going to be safe? I'm holding and uh, using Mary's shoulder to uh, keep, get me back to the car. Darian Sanoy, uh, MXGP of Belgium. I'll be honest, 
coming in, I didn't really expect much. I kind of thought it was going to be a disaster because, like, you know, Everson Bar after effects, no race fitness, no bike fitness, no time in the sand. Everything was kind of adding up for it to go terribly. But you pulled it out of the bag in the first moto with a tenth, which like one of your best results of the season. And second moto, I think you got what a point, but still, who cares? Because first moto was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also us, we were you know considering probably not even doing it. You know, we were talking it over like Wednesday. I didn't know if I was going to race or not, just because. Yeah, we were thinking like you know how I've been feeling and how it's been going like in toughest race of the year and stuff i mean is it even worth it you know or because i mean you you screw your body up over the weekend so you know realistically it's like two or three weeks i could keep trying to build a little bit you know build something but yeah i mean we decided as a team and stuff that yeah they kind of said i have to be out there so uh went out and um yeah actually the weekend wasn't terrible you know um yesterday i was around i think 11 or 12 in the qualifying race and then had a little bit of an issue like my bike was just kind of bogging and stuff and it just got worse and worse and then i was kind of scared just like going over all the jumps and stuff so i pulled out and um so yeah i had an outside gate pick today which my starts have been really good actually lately so that's like one positive and um yeah i got pretty good uh start in the first one um i kind of fell back a little bit because i was like dang this is gonna be a long race you know uh, I fell back a little bit, and then I just charged back up and ended up getting 10th, which, I mean, at Lomo, and for the situation and everything, we can't complain. Um, second race, uh, not as good of a start. I was around, like, 12th or 13th, um, and then I ended up crashing uh, on the second lap, and then in the spot that I crashed, like, uh, I was just, yeah, everybody was coming, flying through there, so I just waited for everybody to go, and then I started in last, and I cut back up to, to 17th, so yeah, I got four points, and in the second race and yeah i mean definitely not good results but for where we're at it's, it's okay you know i didn't actually get to see like where you were on the gate but like you said i was pretty amazed at how good your starts were considering i'm guessing you had a shitty gate pick like yeah. did you get kind of near the middle or near the middle enough where you could pull something out of the bag um well no because we got the dnf yesterday so i only beat the other people that dnf before me so i think i was like 27 on the gate which isn't terrible it's just like yeah i mean it's pretty unrealistic to get a whole shot you know um if i would have been more inside with the start i had like in the first moto i i definitely would have been top three um i came around yeah like the first corner and fourth and then came out like ninth so yeah the starts are pretty good this uh bogging thing i feel like it's happened before i can't remember where but i definitely remember like seeing you in pit lane revving your bike and it it sounded a bit unhealthy um yeah it's kind of just like a on i feel like it was just on one of like my first bike like it's kind of a mystery bog and and it's super hard for you know the team the mechanics and everything because seriously they've gone like jordan's gone through every single thing on the bike to to try to to fix it and stuff and then it just then it doesn't do it on the stand doesn't do it for a couple laps and all of a sudden it just starts happening you know so like last week and that's what what the issue was today we just rode the second bike and, and had no issues like ran good coming in obviously you didn't expect much yeah do you feel like that maybe actually helped in the long run like i'm guessing lock it you were like right yeah. i'm back i missed indonesia it's hard pack i'm good here i can do all of it whereas here i'm guessing you're like fuck it let's see what happens yeah yeah definitely um i definitely had expectations to do pretty good in czech republic and then it just didn't really go my way and i I also still didn't feel very good and then this weekend i kind of came in yeah just whatever we'll just see what we can do and and today and yesterday were pretty much the first race weekend where i didn't feel like terrible just to walk around and get on my bike and stuff so um hopefully that's improvements and I, i just need to build my fitness back i have like no fitness but 
it's hard to do obviously like when you're racing it's like not long for the season left but i just gotta keep trying and keep working and you know is this like something then is this a start of a good little run where maybe something good's gonna happen like yeah. we obviously thought russia was gonna be that so yeah. i don't know how confident you can be but yeah yeah i mean we're not gonna say this is something but i mean i'm just gonna it, it's taken a while you know coming back from the knee and everything uh yeah starting at the knee i took so long off and then i came back with the epstein bar and then i just couldn't even really get my you know head back into like moto like only you know like this is my life this is what i'm doing so it's just taken a while and and i think finally now i'm like on the right track have you got something in mind that would make you like happy by the end of a season like a top five finish maybe i feel like that's probably achievable yeah um i mean yeah we just gotta just try to do my best you know i don't really have any expectations but at the same time it's like i want to get a podium before i'm done with my mx2 career you know so i mean there's there's not many races left but uh all the last three are pretty pretty good you know so just shoot for the best i can i feel like we need to say it once more like because people do forget like genuinely had you not had this whole shit show go on you would have been a title contender race win contender podium contender all year like people forget red sand speed stuff like that like this should have been so much different. I feel like people see you run around in 14th, like, oh, yeah, it's just Darian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, I feel like I and my team and everybody, we thought that, you know, I was going to be a title contender this year. And and after, like, such a long time of, you know, not doing well and getting bad results and everything, like, it, it gets to you and stuff. And I just got to keep remembering, you know, like, yeah, this is where I'm at right now, but it's not where I'm going to be. And, and I know that I have speed. I mean, I still can show speed, like, on the weekends and everything. And yeah without training or riding or anything um i think it still uh shows that i have potential i just need to work from okay potential to now let's actually make it happen you know and uh finally speaking of where you're going to be any idea where you're going to be next year like if you had to bet usa mxgp it's still kind of a coin toss and stuff we're just kind of figuring out what's what's best obviously the rule's not changing in mx2 so if i'm in the europe side i'll be mx1 um probably with drt kawasaki and then um yeah, if I'm back in America, I'm, I'm not too sure. There's, I mean, I think for me, if I would have had, you know, the results that we were expecting this year, it wouldn't have been tough for me yeah. to get something in America. It's just like now to say, say hey, you know, yeah, I'm getting, you know, whatever, 10th, 15th, 20th place. But, yeah, I'm going to be the guy, you know. Like, it's it's hard to, to say that, which I actually do believe that. But then to believe it and then, you know, the sponsor to, to believe it also is the only thing. I guess, like, all the factory seats are gone in America, but... Would getting on a team like Rock River be enough for you to go home? Like, because I feel like that's solid enough. Like Hayes did decent with it this year and kind of gave his career a bit of a leg up. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty solid. I've never really been in touch with them much. Um, I think there's actually there's two possibilities that I'm like looking at right now. I don't know how, what the chances of them, but um, both being on uh, factory spots. So I mean, if I can somehow work something out there, that'd be good. But uh, if not, then you know we'll just do what we can. Hey, uh, Dylan Walsh, MXGP of Belgium. Uh, first off, you're not racing. Kind of weird deal yesterday, which led to you not racing, so just kind of talk us through everything that happened and how the hell you ended up with a bruised shoulder. Yeah, well, I was pretty excited for my uh, yeah my new home GP, but didn't turn out so good. Like, third lap of uh, time practice. I ended up hitting one of the, the, metal, po- the metal poles on the side of the jump, so blew me off the bike and... Uh, yeah, he's got deep tissue contusion on my shoulder. So, yeah, I decided to sit out because I'm not 100% and, you know, as MXGP alum, you got to be 100% here. So, I'll try to rest up and get as good as I can for next weekend for the seventh round of the British Championship. Obviously, you would have been using a rut 
like right on the left side of a track to hit a pole. Were you using that rut like all the time and it was fine and then it's just one random time you hit it or did you just decide to try a new line and found out that it led to a pole? <laughs> yeah, no, I was taking more the middle but uh, someone was down on the inside so I went wider just to yeah, stay far away as possible but I went a bit too far to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, it was not ideal. It sounds like gnarly as fuck. Like, it sounds like it sounds almost like a game thing. Like you literally just got blew off the back. The bike went flying, and like, did you immediately know you were kind of fucked up, or did you feel like just battered? Yeah, no. Like, I literally just blew me off the bike, and then I got up, and I was like, "Man, that that was stupid." But you know, I picked my bike up. I was like, "Oh, that's sore." But I'll give I'll give myself a lap, and I'll be fine. And then didn't lap, and it was it was still pretty sore. And then as I, I kept trying to do hot laps, but it was just my arm was just getting lower and lower, and I weren't getting anywhere. So once I pulled in, and I actually stopped, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty sore. This weekend's going to be tough. A few riders would probably be like, ah, oh, that's right, I miss Lommel, and I don't really care. It's a bit shit anyway. But you were actually like ready for this, weren't you? Like, Although it was, it was going to be tough anyway, it was going to be tough for everyone, but you were quite ready for the challenge and wanted to kind of show something. Yeah, definitely. I... um. I mentally prepared myself pretty good, and I've I've been uh, riding the sand for weeks now. Even for before the hard pack GPs, I'd still be in the sand, just trying everything I could to get ready for it, and yeah, prove to people I can ride the sand. But uh, things don't go how you want it sometimes. But it is what it is. Sucks as well coming off of last week, which was like the sickest race of the season by far for you. Like the qualifying race was basically shut up everyone prove what you can do like there was absolutely nothing bad about it at all like just positive 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 yeah last weekend was wicked like uh, i started six and then in the quality race i moved up to almost third i made a little mistake hit neutral but like i was battling for the third and i ended up fifth so if you look at that result next year that would be a qualifying win because they all they all move out so uh no, it's good to prove to people I can be up there. I just, it's just been a difficult year for me. Uh, I've not really had anyone guiding me or like yeah, showing me the way. I've just been yeah, doing it on my own kind of thing. So it's just been a big learning curve. Oh, another good thing about the Lockett thing is like you rode amazing. You're used to hard pack and all that. Like That's good for you. But Lockett's a really weird, unique track. Like Everyone that I spoke to was like, yeah, you've got to come here a couple of times to just kind of figure it out. That was your first time there. You'd never even like stepped foot in a place, let alone rode it. And you immediately, like you say, next year would have been a qualifying race win. So that kind of shows that you've got the thing that you need to adapt to things quickly, and which ultimately leads to race wins and championships. Yeah, definitely. That's a strange track. Um, free practice, I was like, oh, this, this is different. And then time practice, I was like, oh, this is really different. So no, it was good. It was good to get a good start and just show people, and um, yeah, just get it end up getting a pretty good result even though it's a qualifying race it's still it was still good and starts cost you on a sunday but that's kind of not new i feel like the starts have been well apart from the qualifying race i genuinely cannot remember one top 10 start you even had this year so i guess that's just been a constant grind yeah it's it's like i'm a good starter but i haven't quite figured out the uh the time practice I, um, I'm always not getting good time practice and I get into the moto, get a decent start or a half decent start and then I'll ride good. Like, madly I started both motos P2 and then I ended up getting the 8th overall at my second GP. So, in Vulcan Squad, I think I gated 
fall from gate 26 and then end up, yeah, having a little accident and getting landed on. But if I can get a good gate pick, I get good starts. But last weekend was tough because I ended up having a bike problem, Moto 1, and then Moto 2. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get a good start, but I came through pretty strong. Then ended up going down and having to come back. So it's a learning curve. Looking like at a year as a whole, has it been tough to kind of swallow at times? Like you say, you've been landed on twice this year. Like most guys don't get landed on once, let alone twice. So like, have there been proper low points where you've kind of been like, just ready to kind of just sit in a dark room and not think about anything? Yeah, it's tough because um, like I've, yeah, I've sacrificed so much in life to get to this point. And I've had good stages like Hawkstone winning a motor at the International. And then, yeah, getting a top five in Mantova in second moto, top five in the quali race at Lockett, eighth overall at Madley at my second GP. But then, yeah, I've had been landed on a few times and just been in wrong places, wrong time. But it's tough, and everyone told me it's going to be tough. So the best thing about it is I have the British Championship always to go back to. So I go back there and then I can get yeah a moto win or two moto wins and it refreshes me. So it's it's not too bad. You mentioned that like you haven't got anyone guiding you at the races and all of that. Is that where you feel like a team that's got someone like Deruva or any of the other teams in the paddock? That's like way more of a bonus than people maybe realise. Like having just someone there to say, yeah, I raced here ten years ago. That line's going to form that way. Like yeah, that line's good at the moment, but forget about it because in two hours that'll be shit. Like is that? Do you feel like that's the thing you actually need? Like maybe people don't realise. Yeah, it's real. That's really what I want. I just want a good structure, like a team structure, and someone there to just lead me on the right path. Like right now, I have uh, Gareth Swanepoel doing my programs, but as you know, he's in the USA, so even he can't help me as much as he wants to. So I just want, yeah, I just want someone to uh, just guide me the right way and just be there when I I don't know. That's interesting, actually. To, um, talk about that a little bit, like how it works with Swanee, because obviously, like you say millions of miles away so how does it work with him giving you a program like do you phone him after every race like how do you kind of make that work we uh we have training peak app which he'll upload me a week like a week training schedule and i'll just stick to that yeah upload all my uh all the data from my watch into it so he can see and i'll call him after every gp and we'll and british will just talk about it he'll watch live timing so we do as much as we can but obviously he can't be there, and it's my first year with him, so we didn't know how far we could go into the training. So just before Portugal, we went too far, and I I blew myself out. So, but now the year's gone on, we've got to a pretty we know what we need to do, and it's been pretty good. Oh yeah, Portugal, I remember now because Portugal was where the team said they wanted you to get blood tests or something because they thought you were ill or something. But obviously that turned out to be nothing, and it was just like tweaking the program a little bit. Yeah, it was just we just went too hard, like even. Funny enough, I had Deruva come up to me at this like uh, after I think it was the week before Portugal on the Tuesday, and he was like, "Yeah, what GP rides the Tuesday after a GP?" And I was looking at him like, "I got told to ride on the Tuesday. I'm doing my schedule." And he was like, "That's stupid. Like, yeah, you need rest as much as training. So just those little things." But it was only only my program I needed to tweak up. Yeah. Have you like lent on like Josh Cobbins or anyone like that at all? Just for obviously not training or anything like that but just for like little tips for like how tracks are going to form and that because obviously he's been and done it all yeah i got i'm actually really really close with coppins and townley so um i'm on a weekly weekly contact with both of them 
But uh, yeah, they can. Ben and Josh have both like gave me advice here and there, but it's, it's still they're still not here. So Josh told me a lot that you need recovery is um, really important, like just as important as training. I didn't really understand him. He said, "Yeah, some weeks you won't ride because you won't need to," and then yeah, now I know how that really is. If you're like quite close to Josh at Lockett when you came down that downhill for the first time, did you just get like a bit sad and like just generally bummed? Because like every time I go to that place, that's the very first thing I think of. Yeah, I knew I was going to Lockett and I knew about it. <laughs> I remember being a kid and watching it on my TV. And so, yeah, it's not a, it's not a good place for New Zealanders, that's for sure. But um, hopefully I, yeah, in the future I can turn it around and uh, make it good for New Zealanders. Obviously, you've only got a couple of rounds left now, and now you've got this shoulder problem, but like, what would make you happy by the end of the season? Like, We've got Imola, Sweden, Turkey, tracks like that coming up, which are going to be good for you because they're hard pack and jumpy and all of that. Yeah, I think there's only a few rounds left, so um, I, wanna go, I think I'll be, for the next UP, I'll be fine, but I just want to get an overall good weekend. I know I can be top 10, top 5 guys, so I just want to put the weekend together and show people that I, I can be someone next year. And speaking of next year, you kind of need to find something. Like, you've got nothing confirmed right now and you're just shopping around doing that general silly season shit. Yeah, as of right now, I, um, I've i been told to look for another ride for next year. So, yeah, be, I'll be looking all the cards uh, open for next year. So hopefully I can uh, get a good team, good structure and the right people around me so we can, yeah, be strong. Are things like looking good in that respect like are you stressed about it or do you feel like it's all going to sort itself out and like there are quite like say some good cards on the table at the moment yeah I have my agent talking to some people so I'm not stressed about it I know what I'm capable of and um, I think a lot of people know what I'm capable of so with the right people I think we can get it we can get it sorted pretty good and uh, two more quick things obviously you're going to be on a new team no matter what next year that's four European teams in four years. So does that kind of like bum you out a bit? Like every time I talk to Max Anstey, he says how like by the end of the weekend, he's learned so much about how his bike performs on like a track like Lommel that he wishes he could just go back to the start of the weekend, like knowing that, which is obviously knowledge you gain over the years. Yeah, the, I was actually speaking about that the other day. So that's the hardest part. Like first year, complete ride off here off that team. Second year, that was, was pretty good learning. But then third year, learning again now fourth year I don't even know if I'm going to be on the same brand of bikes so it's going to be learning again but we'll see what type of people and hopefully hopefully it's good and uh, last thing like you've done a full year of GPs now or close enough anyway uh, is there one like big change that you know you need to make for next year like maybe spend more time in Holland in the winter come over earlier anything like that that you know for next year you're definitely going to like work on um, I think I'm just gonna in the preseason work a lot on a uh, sprint speed because I can bring at the practice track. Yeah, I can do sprint speed. I can match anybody's times, but it's at the race. I need to transfer it to the race. So I think uh, I work on that a lot, and I won't. I definitely won't go home this year again. It'll be my fourth consecutive year here. So yeah, I'll just work on that. Yeah, Brent Van Donning, MXGP of Belgium. Not the home GP you wanted at all, really. Like, we're doing this midday on a Sunday, which means it didn't go well. Uh, yesterday, you had a pretty scary crash by the sounds of it. Or not even a scary crash, but what happened yesterday? Uh, after it wasn't great. Uh, just talk us through everything that happened yesterday and how you kind of got to this point. Uh, yeah, yesterday I felt really good in free practice. 
Uh, I got third, I think. And then in time practice, uh, I think in lap three, I just finished a, 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 a hot lap, you know, but it wasn't a great lap. So, And then uh, I came together with another rider after the finish line jump. Really stupid, actually, because I, I can really remember it, how, how, how it happened. Came together, touched handlebars, uh, twisted my handlebar and threw me over the bars, I think. And uh, I smashed my head of the f on the face of the of the the wave section, you know. You can also see it on my helmet that I really smashed my the right side of my head, and uh, yeah, since then uh, lights out. You know, uh, I was knocked down, knocked out, and uh, yeah, the people told me that I was shaking a lot. But this is something I, I talked uh, about it with the doctor, with the specialist in the in, uh, in the hospital in Herentals, and uh, they said this is not a epileptic attack or something it's just that you see the you see it also many times in, in boxing games you know someone gets knocked out and they start shaking a little bit it's like a normal or like i would i would not say normal but a reaction of the brain you know so uh, they took some scans and everything uh, and everything is all right you know i feel pretty good today actually and uh, i wanted to ride but uh, yeah the fim doctor won't let me ride even if i had a i do have a paper from the specialist in, uh, in the hospital that uh, he gave me the okay, you know, to write. But you know, the FIM doctor, he has the, the last word, you know, and he said, uh, no, you will not write, because the rules are that if you've been knocked out for a few minutes, that uh, you're not able to write. So, yeah, that seems up, sums up uh, the weekend. So the doctor didn't, like, do a test on you, or talk, like, basically you didn't even get a chance to talk about it. It was just like, nope, not a chance of writing, but I don't really, like, nothing can really change my mind. No, uh, they did some tests uh, yesterday, of course, you know, here on the track. But then I wanted to go to the hospital also just to be sure, you know, to, uh, to see a specialist and everything. And then today I came back and I saw the FIM doctor. He didn't even ask how I felt. He was just like, no, you're not riding today. And, you know, he didn't let, even let me talk or anything, you know. So, uh, I mean, I wasn't really happy about that. Uh, but you know the, that 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 are the rules. You know he's the boss, so I can't do anything about it. And uh, sure, I'm I'm really disappointed. You know because I had a lot of fans and, and friends here. And uh, like I said, I feel pretty good today. So I think that I still had a chance to to do pretty good actually. So yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Hearing about like the fact that you were shaking after you got knocked out, that must have been pretty scary. So I guess one good thing is like the doctor said that's nothing to worry about. Like. Because I'm guessing when people told you that, you did freak out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I really didn't know what happened, you know, at first. But uh, I woke up in the, in the ambulance here, completely strapped up, you know, my neck in the, in the cast, in the cast, cased, you know. So, uh, yeah, it was a little bit scary because first thought I had, I was like, you know, is there something wrong with my back? Am I paralyzed or whatever? You know, I didn't know what happened. Then they told me that uh, I was knocked out for a few minutes and I was shaking a lot. And then... Yeah, that scared me a little bit. But then after, uh, when we did the scans and uh, when they told me there's, you know, nothing going on, then, uh, yeah, I was not worried anymore, you know. I feel like looking at your season up until this point, it's actually been really good and better than anyone probably realises. Like, maybe the reason for that is the results haven't quite matched up to the speed. Like, is that kind of how you see it? Uh, I was struggling a little bit in the beginning of the year, but, uh, I mean... I'm doing pretty good at the moment, I think. Like, Indonesia, I had two really good races. Locket was not so bad, but also not my best race. I mean, I couldn't really find the flow on this track. Uh, I didn't I didn't feel that, that good, actually, there. 
yeah and this, then this week and I felt great again but uh, yeah I mean results are my speed is for sure much better uh, I'm still struggling with my starts you know this always has been a problem because I'm uh, a heavy guy also you know I'm uh, 81 82 kilo so uh, yeah and next next to that I had some DNFs also already this year that, that was yeah that was bad but uh, I mean yeah I'm feeling I'm feeling good again you know like uh, like in the past you know like in my in my good years I would say so uh, and uh, I'm talking now like I'm an old guy you know in the, in the good years I mean I'm I'm still riding MX2 you know 23 years old and uh, I think my my career still has to start also you know a little bit going to MCP next year if I have a ride <laughs> so yeah we'll see well that was going to be my question like do you feel like you're as good as you were when you won a Yamaha and podium in races like do you feel like maybe you might be even faster than that now? Uh, for sure, I'm stronger. You know, uh, I wouldn't say fa- faster, but uh, I think I'm quite on the same speed. But like I said, also it's harder to show it these days in the races because I feel the the level is is wider. Like uh, now you have 15, 20 really fast guys here, and I felt like when I was riding with Kumea three years ago that uh, I mean there were. 10 fast guys and even if I had a bad start outside top 20 I would still finish in the top 10 but that's really hard these days because these guys you know even fight even the guys that are fighting for uh, place 15 they are so fast and battling and strong physically but for sure I'm I'm physically stronger than I was a few years ago and uh, just need to have a little bit of luck and a good start and then I yeah I can do what I did a few years ago I think yeah yeah, like, I feel like, obviously, had you not had the thing happen yesterday, you could have talked about top five, maybe even podium in this weekend. Because, like I say, the last couple of weeks, the speed's definitely been there, and it was even before you crashed yesterday. So you can definitely put yourself in that conversation of podium in again, which people forget you've actually done that twice in your career. Yeah, yeah I mean, podium is hard these days, you know. Uh, you see also even the top guys, there are a few top guys that uh, still didn't make it to the podium. But, uh, I mean, this race, this race is like... It's my backyard, you know, uh, and and physically, to be honest, I think I'm one of the stronger riders in the class. Like I worked really hard this winter, feel really good, and uh, yeah, I think I had a good chance to finish in in, uh, in the top five this weekend, or maybe a podium if I, you know, if there's some luck on my side, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could have been a good weekend. <laughs> so looking up to your season to this point, are you happy, or do you still feel like you kind of got a few more boxes to tick? Because not only is the season winding down, your MX2 career is as well. So I'm guessing there were a few things you wanted to achieve before you get uh, booted out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my goal was to finish one time again on the podium maybe this year. Uh, no, it's a shame I had a few DNFs. Otherwise, I would be, you know, in the in the top 10 in the championship if I see uh, my results. But, uh, I mean, to be honest, I, I really enjoyed this year, you know, until now. Uh, Especially with the team, I mean, they are like family to me. Uh, they work so hard on the bikes, you know. You you can't blame them, blame them anything, you know. Even if you have a DNF or whatever, uh, I mean, they work so hard. And you know, there's always a if, you know, if I did this or uh, maybe I could, I could have done this a little bit better. But I mean, I don't have really regrets of this year. I I, I always did my best. I always give it a hundred percent. And but even like last week in uh, in Locket, I mean, I gave it, I gave myself a hundred percent, but I just. I couldn't go faster because I I didn't find the rhythm and, and the lines. But uh, 
yeah, until now I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with, it, with uh, how the year has, has been. Yeah. On to next year then, which is obviously a hot topic at the moment. You've got to move up to MXGP, you have no choice. Do you feel like you're ready? Like, if you could stay down for whatever reason, would you already even look to move on to a 450? Or do you feel like if you could, you would like to do another year, two years in MX2? Uh, to be honest, uh, I think it's time for me to step up to the MEGP. Like I said, I'm a heavy guy, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm riding actually better with the 450. Also, in the winter time, I was riding two three months with the 450, and I, I was quite fast, and I felt really comfortable also on the bike. Uh, yeah, and to be honest with the uh, with the nations this year, I I kind of hoped that they would have picked me for to ride the 450 because. Uh, this would have been a, a good chance to show myself on the 450 also. But, uh, of course, you know, uh, Kevin, he has more experience than me. Uh, but still, you know, I was a little bit disappointed because, like I said, it was a good chance to show, show myself. Uh, but, yeah, for next year at the moment, I don't have anything, you know. Uh, we're talking a little bit with some guys, but nothing sure yet, you know. I mean... Uh, I hope I get a few phone calls after this one. <laughs> we'll see, but uh, yeah. With those talks you're having at the moment, are you happy with how the way things are going? Like, does it does it at least look like you may end up with something? Uh, I, yeah, I think I will find something. You know, uh, like I said, I have a, a big heart for the sport. So even if it's a free ride, you know, like of course I need to survive. Also, I need to have you know I, I need to live also. But I mean, if I if I get the chance to ride in a in a really good team, you know, or even a factory team for free, I, w- I would take it, you know, because I mean, it's, you don't get this chance maybe often, you know. I mean, but yeah, we'll see. So you stressed? <laughs> are you stressing out about next year, or are you quite like relaxed about it? Uh, for sure, you're a little bit stressed, and you and you think about it. But I mean, uh, yeah, we still have a few races, you know. Also, many brands are really late with their budgets, you know. So many teams still don't know what uh, what are they going to do. So yeah, we'll we'll see, you know. Because also, I don't know how many guys, but I I think there are like eight, nine guys that need to go to MCP and a few, you know, good riders. Not like uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it will be hard for sure. But I think of the guys that need to go over to MCP. I think I think I'm one of the better guys. So maybe that helps a little bit. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. How about this, fan? Like, obviously, I talked to a few teams about riders and stuff like that. And someone said to me they'd be scared to put you on a 450 because of how much you rev for 250. Because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I'll be stood looking at my phone in pit lane and I'll hear you coming. <laughs> but obviously, you've ridden a 450 load, so you're actually confident that you're going to be good on one. You don't. It's not even guessing. You know you're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I know that I'm struggling a little bit with the gear sometimes, especially this year because you need to rev the bike a little bit more the Honda than the, the rest of the bikes but uh, yeah I know this is it's strange when I ride with a 450 I don't have it at all actually I, I'm riding more like a 450 I would say you can ride almost the whole lap in the same gear you know because it's so strong and uh, yeah I don't have this problem with the 450 like I said also even my mechanics said hey you ride the, the, the 450 much smoother than the 250 so yeah that's good I mean that's not a, not a problem, I think. <laughs> Have you always been a rever? Like I don't remember you revving it that much on a Husky or a Yamaha. No. Have you always been a bit like that? Yeah, I always revved it a little bit more, but not like this year. I mean, uh, 
I don't know why actually. <laughs> it's like panic revs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like you need to you need to keep the bike loaded with revs, you know, for you know as soon as you land it on the jump or something. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's I kind of feel better with the Honda when I rev it a little bit more. But uh, yeah, I don't know exactly why. The past years I I didn't really have that problem with or whatever no so last thing any teams that are listening to this whether it's a full season team or a european gp team anyone who's looking for a rider you're more than happy to talk yeah. you're open it's not like you're close to signing a deal like you're ready to a ride a 450 and talk to whoever wants to listen yeah sure call me <laughs>